I remember back when I was a kid, a little kid growing up, that I would often, as many brothers do, get in an argument with my brother over something stupid, something that doesn't really matter and at the time seemed important, but caused enough of a ruckus where mom or dad had to intervene. And plenty of times when that would happen, I remember this being the case. I would claim that whatever was going on with Tim was not fair. Not fair that he got this. Not fair that he chose that. Not fair that he took this. And dad, with an exasperated voice, said to me, Aaron, life's not fair. And I always hated when he said that. I thought it was annoying. I thought it was a cop-out. I thought he was just trying to get out of having to play the judge and come in and sort things out between me and my brother. And I remember on a few occasions raging out, just like, no, you can't say that. That can't be all that it is. But of course, time has taught me that it's true. Life is not fair. It's not fair how things shake out. Many things in life, both big and small, it's not equal how the cookie is cut. Inequality in life is kind of like the weather, right? It rains on some, on some people it does not rain. It floods some towns, and some towns it doesn't flood. But there's another part of life that's not fair, besides all of the little interactions and things that happen to us day to day. And it's a far more important thing than sharing a toy or dividing up a cookie, though. When it comes to our relationship with God, Life is not fair. Our relationship with God is one of a very gross and terrible injustice, but it's not the way that a lot of people might think. When thinking about God and justice, I think there's a lot of folks that set the bar for God very high. For example, something bad happens to them in their life, something terrible, a degree of loss or pain and great difficulty, and so... They look up at God and shake their fist, or they think of God or speak of God and say, Why me, God? Why this thing to this person? Shame on you, God, in effect. And so, because of the thing and their perceived injustice on God's part, they turn their back on him. They turn away from their creator. Now, if it really was something truly bad, truly awful that happened to that person, and a casual bystander, observer of the whole thing, from the bad thing to the person's reaction to God sees it, it kind of seems understandable, I think. Understandable why they would say that to God. Why me? Why this? And turn away from him. Thus it is, the old, tired argument of scoffers and atheists and agnostics. They say, God can be all-powerful, he can do all things, or he can be benevolent and good, but because evil exists in the world, we must conclude that he is not both of those things at the same time. But the problem with arguments like that is that they ignore a crucial part of the puzzle. They ignore a very strong piece of evidence. And only when that piece is filled in do we see that though, yes, God is not fair, it's the opposite way of unfairness than how many people think. To understand this a little better, let's look at a couple parts from the book of Romans. First, Romans 9, familiar passage on God being God. Paul writes, Who are you, O man, 
to answer back to God. But what is molded say to its molder? Why have you made me like this? Has the potter no right? Has the potter no right over the clay to make out of the same lump one vessel for honorable use and another for dishonorable use? Has the potter no right over the clay? That's the fundamental question that Paul is getting at. We aren't our own people. We are not our own human beings, our own individuals, but we are, each one of us, gods. He is the one that made us. You did not make yourself. God made you. And to say to him, this is not fair, or this shouldn't happen to me, completely ignores that point. But what's more, anyone who would say to God, not fair, misses this also. Something Lutherans get pretty well. We don't deserve anything good from God. We deserve nothing good from him. A few chapters earlier in Romans, Paul says as much and gets right to it. Just as sin came into the world through one man and death through sin, and so death spread to all men because all sinned. It is quite simple. As a son of Adam, as a human being, you are a sinner. Not because God made you that way, but because you, me, and everybody else that has ever breathed air since Eden has inherited from our first parents that thing called original sin. We are Adam and Eve's children. Even though we ourselves weren't there, we did not pick the fruit, we share in the guilt, as it were, kind of like a genetic disease that is passed on from one generation to the next. But far worse than a genetic disease, we have this sin which leads to death, and because of that, we are naturally separated from God and under his wrath. And so the question, can somebody, can a person, any person, who is a serial breaker of God's holy law, a violator of his will, ever say to him, in any, any setting, not fair, God, absolutely not. In no way, no wise. This is a hard truth for many people to accept. But it is an essential truth to know and to believe, to understand and grasp Christianity. You don't, none of you, deserve anything good from God. You don't deserve happiness. You don't deserve respect. You do not deserve good health and safety. You don't deserve the provisions of this life. You don't deserve your life itself. And if you ever have the urge to up and pray to God, give me what I deserve, God, I strongly advise you against it. Don't let that thought leave your mind or those words lead, leave your lips. I don't want what I deserve from God because really, I don't deserve anything but an eternal separation from him. I don't deserve anything from God but a punishment which doesn't have an end. So here we have the whole case. God made me how he willed. He's the potter on the clay. He set up my life how he willed, and I am a sinner. I don't have a leg to stand on before his throne. Not fair, God, but a childish, foolish, absurd thing to say. And to be honest, I'm not going to pretend I've never thought that way before. 
And I bet I'm in good company here, too. I'm not going to pretend that I have never, maybe not prayed those words in so explicit and crass a sense, but had the thought in my mind and heart that things are not fair and God is the cause of it all. Speaking simply as a pastor, just because you know the right answers and you understand what you should and shouldn't believe and should and shouldn't pray doesn't mean sometimes you don't sort of slip into bad thinking. But thankfully, for me, and for any of you, if you've ever found yourself in the same boat, God doesn't meet our demands for fairness. Quite the opposite. God deals with us unfairly, but in a very good way because of the unfair event of Good Friday. The only man that had ever deserved not to be abandoned by God was abandoned as he was hanging in a criminal's death on the tree. The only man in this world that has never deserved any sort of punishment from anybody, to say nothing of God, was hanging there, being punished for the sins of the whole world. The only person who could have ever said, and had it actually be true, not fair, God, he was in that moment on the cross suffering God's wrath, and that doing in our place. And it is only, friends, by that. It is only through that. It is only thanks to that man hanging on that cross Enduring those things that we have this happy result. God shows us grace, love, and mercy that are boundless and beyond measure. Beyond our merit, beyond any comprehension, God unfairly is good to us. We don't deserve it in and of ourselves, but through Jesus Christ, God gives it all to us. Because he was unfair to Jesus in such an awful way on that awful day, he can be unfair to us in a good way, in a generous way. It doesn't, of course, give us a right to be demanding. It doesn't give us grounds now to claim fairness based on works, but rather this fact and knowing it and believing it in our hearts gives us humility. Humility to accept what we are given, whether it be much or little, great or small, good or ill. The ability to pray to God, not with our chin looking up at him in judgment, but with our hat in hand. And the humility and ability to appreciate that thanks to Jesus Christ, we do not get our just desserts, but we get his. So dear friends, our life is not fair. But let us praise God that it is not so and give thanks to Jesus Christ, who has made it not fair in our favor. Amen.